everyone and welcome back to the Chit Chat Gaming Podcast. Today I thought I'd talk a little bit about Detroit Become Human. If you don't know what it is, it was a game that was released about two years ago. Uh, It's a story-based game. People are a little bit 50-50 on it. I personally think it is a great game. It's one of my favourite games of all time. So, you know, I just thought it would be a good conversation and like a good topic for discussion. So, I've decided to uh, put it into little bits, so I'll talk a little bit about each character, and then some of my thoughts overall. So, for a start, I'm going to talk about Connor, then I'll talk about Kara, then I'll talk about Marcus, and then just other general stuff, you know? So, with Connor, the story is quite... I don't want to say extreme, but it focuses on a lot of real-life issues, mainly around racism and police brutality. I thought I would just get that out of the way for the start. So if it's quite a touchy subject for you, feel free to skip this podcast. I honestly don't mind. That's fine. But just know, you know, this might come up quite a bit. So, first I kind of did show the inequality between androids and humans. Um, Mainly, at the start, it really did set the tone. In all honesty, it really did. Because you had the little girl off the side of the roof with the android. And then even when you, you know, you talk down... uh, It was the same one as Simon, wasn't it? His name was Daniel, yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm, re- I'm remembering, I'm remembering. His name was Daniel. You talk him down. And then even when that happens, the police shoot him. And I just think, really? Really? It, wa- it wasn't needed. Uh, but it did... It helped solidify the fact that there was no equality, really. So... You know, fair play to Quantic Dream just putting that in place as early as them. And I think the dynamic between Connor and Hank was also quite interesting because you had Hank who pretty much hated androids because he just had a vendetta against him for the death of his son, Cole. It was quite... And when you open up and get to know him, the story was actually quite tragic it was actually pretty much a human's fault because he was, you know, doing drugs. So that's what ended up having an android to do surgery and then he unfortunately died. But Hank always had that, you know, that thought of androids that they're responsible for Cole's death when it really wasn't. It wasn't really anyone's death like uh, anyone's death, uh, anyone's fault except from the driver who hit his car, really. But uh, I guess with the whole sort of, I don't want to say propaganda about androids being evil, but that's how it felt, really. So I guess that idea that you know androids are evil and stuff that made him think of it. And this, uh, the relationship with. Connor and Hank can go either way, really. If you choose to keep Connor as very much a machine, you're 
relationship with Hank can pretty much just go varied. It really can. Which, I mean, it shows no growth for Hank, but I think there was a time... Uh, when was it? In the Cyberlife... No, not the Cyberlife Tower. Um, It was the Broadcasting Station. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I was going to say Cyberlife Tower, and I was like, no, that's at the very end. Yeah, in the Broadcasting Tower... There's, when you go and in, interrogate the androids, Connor gets stabbed, and then Hank sort of just gets really worried, and then you turn up to Kamsky's place, and then he just gets annoyed, and I just think, mm, that makes that really doesn't make any sense. I'm like, so you don't like him, but then you liked him for those, f- like, those tiny few seconds, and then you just hate him again. That didn't sit well with me. <laughs> In all honesty, it really didn't. But, you know, Connor's mission, it was all always about his mission. You know, find the Deviant leader, find out what RA9 was. And stop the movement, which it can go either way. You know, depending on how you play. You can turn Connor Deviant, which I think more people would do. Because I always felt like the uh, the game was hinting towards you playing Deviant with Connor. It never really felt like it was telling you, yes, there's a machine. It really didn't. So I do, I in a sense, I do feel like that was kind of forced. And that did kind of bug me. Because when I, I do different playthroughs on, you know, each time I play it. And th- there's still a lot of stuff I haven't even found, really. <laughs> Like, the, the, this game has so many secrets. I swear, I find something new about it every time I go and play. Which is amazing, because it's so replayable. But, hey-ho. Um, but, yeah. I, I, I don't like it when they go, you can make any choice you want. And they're like, not that choice, though. And I just think, really? I want to do it my way? On whatever run-through I've done, like my 50th playthrough, I don't know. But that's just the way I want to do things. And then Deviant uh, Pathway, it, it, it was very rewarding in a sense. Because you had essentially um, peace. Well, not really. Yeah, Yes and no. Depends on how you go with Marcus, really. But we'll, we'll get to that point in a second. But um, I, I do think... It was hinted that Connor should go deviant. It was set in stone right at the beginning, I feel like. So, yeah. Kara's uh, story, it was it was very much like a quiet one compared to Connor and Marcus. And I actually kind of preferred that, in a sense, because you've got all the drama going on with Connor doing the investigations. And then you have Marcus fighting for freedom 24-7. And then Cairo's section was just a little bit about family and, you know, just plain old love. And I was like, oh, this is a really touching story. And I enjoyed that. It did start off quite extreme, though, because it had to do... Um, it dealt with the subject of abuse with her, uh, with Alice's dad, Todd. So that was quite, you know, upsetting. And I, I wish at the start of the game they could have put, like, a trigger warning for people who may have been 
subject to those experiences i don't know what the right word to use is but you know just a fair heads up to them because it you know they do that on tv shows it should happen at the start of a game too in my opinion but you know what happened happened uh but so Kara goes deviant as a result of seeing that and it's also kind of hinted that she may have gone deviant before because of the whole Alice giving you a key to the box and you see what happened to Kara before she got reset and seeing that she got destroyed by Todd. But, and then you go to find a place to stay, Connor finds him, you get a big chase scene, you find Zlaco, which was the creepiest bit I think I've ever seen. And someone said on the internet that Zlaco is basically Sid from Toy Story, and honestly I can't <laughs> like unsee it now. He is just grown up Sid, just experimenting on androids instead and it's creepy and it's disgusting and honestly uh the fact that Kara can basically die in that whole section it didn't sit well with me it really didn't I was like no because I'd done it on one of the playthroughs and it's so bad but you know if you survive which the majority of people did I survived on my first playthrough. I just thought I'd like to point that out there. I am not that bad. <laughs> um, you escape. Luther turns deviant. I feel like maybe again. Because he obviously met Zlaco before. And then you all go off. You find Rose. Who in turn helps you get across the border to Canada. And I think that was based off an actual historical event. I don't remember what it was. I remember the Chloe android in the main menu. She told you, but I don't remember. It was like a secret route. Someone out here might uh, listening to the podcast probably will know. And feel free to put that down. <laughs> Just let me know because I've forgotten. Really should have thought of that before doing this, shouldn't I? <laughs> Oh, well, see, you can see, this is not scripted. This is just off the top of my head. I mean, I have little notes and stuff for key points I want to talk about, but still, you know, it's all freeform. <laughs> it's real, you know? It's good, it's good. It's what, it's what you like sometimes. And um, so, yeah, get back, getting back to Kara, <laughs> not just my little rambles about podcasts, it was very much a calming sweet story even though it had extreme you know plot points i i will admit the whole concentration camps with cara and alice was a bit extreme i don't think that was necessary honestly i uh, to be fair though the whole thing of detroit become human if we ever had androids in real life this is the type of stupid stuff that would end up happening i just feel like and oh it's it doesn't sit well with me honestly it really doesn't so yeah that's just my two cents on it i guess but yeah it it, it was just a, it was a nice it's a nice little calming story on the side it did 
sort of link in with Marcus's a tiny bit because you can actually meet Marcus through Kara. I mean, same goes for Connor, but still, I don't really think Kara's was meant to be so much in the main plot. It was just a very much, hey, you, this is just a little bit of a breather. You know, just just relax for a few minutes. This, this is just going to be some heartwarming story. And I liked that. Sometimes you do need a little bit of a break from all the extreme sort of stuff that's going around. Which, in all honesty, 2020, I, I think we all just need a breather, honestly. <laughs> this year's just not been going well, has it? Anyway, so, Marcus. Probably my favourite character. And I know that's very unpopular opinion. <laughs> Everyone likes Connor. I'm a bit 50-50 on Connor, but... Mm, it? Oh, I feel like everyone listening to this podcast is going to get so mad at me for it. But, you know, it's my opinion. We all have different ones. It's fine. Feel free to share it. Uh, so, Marx is uh, focused a lot on freedom and fighting for justice and equality. This probably does not sound like a foreign concept to you, just because of 2020, obviously. Don't think I need to explain anything about that. And when you first meet Marcus, you can see he's had quite a good... I don't want to say sense of ownership with Carl, because that sounds completely wrong, in my opinion. But he had a good father-son relationship with Carl. Because, you know, Carl was his owner, technically, but Carl didn't treat him like a slave. He treated him more like his son, and I really like that. So I think, technically, Marcus was kind of deviant from the start. It just wasn't... He just didn't get through his programming to actually be deviant. And that's, you know, a bit of an odd one. But he also kind of just taught him some life lessons. He's like, oh, you know, Marcus, when I'm gone, you're going to have to look after yourself. And I'm just like, it's a bit extreme to be telling your android son that. (laughs) Like, honestly, mm, I don't know. But then obviously, um, Leo essentially... Uh, starts a fight with Marcus. Marcus can uh, either not do anything, despite breaking through his program already, so you've already gone deviant if you didn't want to. And then Carl can die or Leo can die, but let's just imagine we push Leo, because that's what the majority of people did. And no, he didn't actually die, he survived, I think. Yeah, because you get... if If you... When you go to meet, not Marcus, uh, Carl, again, you go up to the phone, there's a voicemail from him, so he's still alive, and he's gone through rehab and stuff, so that's always good. So I I like the fact that they still added a little bit of a twist with Leo, I think that was quite a good one, and he sort of redeemed himself, which is always good. Uh, So you also go to Jericho, I think Jericho has a... Uh, historic meaning behind it as well. Don't quote me on that one. I'm not too sure. <laughs> I I I think I think it was. I think they did mention that. I want to say Jericho was that 
route to Canada, but I really don't think it was. I think it was something else. Hey, um, history uh, about this is not my strong point, I guess. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you build up that whole reputation and then in the... Uh, in in the news reporting station I feel like that's when you solidify what you want to do do you want to go for a revolution or do you want to go for a demonstration which is obviously something you choose before just before the end but your speech is pretty much what sets that in stone like what your path is I mean you can sort of go you might go like oh we're doing a determined um, speech and then just go completely opposite and then go peaceful, which in turn can help you get the peaceful ending, which is fine, but it is usually quant extreme going, hey, what do you want to do? So I think that's what basically happened. And obviously uh, North kind of annoyed me. <laughs> I'm just going to put this out here now. I don't think North was done really well with Marcus's story because she didn't like the fact that you went for a peaceful route. But every single time you do a peaceful route, her 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 friendship thing goes down. But as soon as you're doing something good, it goes up. And I'm just like, okay, well, why am I getting a romance path with you when you don't like the fact that I'm doing a peaceful run through? Surely I should get that if I'm doing a revolution. Because that just didn't sit well with me. Because you, you can get it both paths. Um, Marcus's story as well, I felt like it let you flow between a little bit questionable and peaceful. I think it really helped you just... It was like, hey, what do you want to do? Whereas Connor's, I don't think that happened it very much was like hey you should make connor go deviant with marcus it's like do whatever you want how do you see this situation how would you approach it morally you would go peaceful if you just decide this is a game i don't care you'll go revolution or you might do a mix between the two it's up to you but i i think it was good to let players have that choice and not just like go Hey, peace, because you can, if you do the revolution ending, it, it does spark off a little bit of tension between the public and androids, and it makes them question um, freedom, basically. And there is a moment in the peaceful process where I don't understand why they still gave you this option, but North says, oh, there's a dirty bomb. You're like, okay, cool. You can keep it, but then I feel like if you've done the peaceful route, you shouldn't have done that. Like, you shouldn't have that option available at all. Because you're just putting out Fat Uno reverse card. Like, honestly. Because <laughs> you can set, you can basically set that off in the end. And I just think, nah, that's, that's not good. That's, that's not acceptable to me. In the revolution ending, yeah, go for it, honestly. Because that can happen. If you go android connor yeah if you go android connor and revolution with marcus he can set uh, marcus can set it off i think if he dies 
and then Connor fails his mission. Which, I mean, there's a lot of outcomes to the ending. I'm now just going talking about the ending, really. <laughs> but, yeah, the ending had loads of different outcomes. What happened to to everyone had different outcomes. Oh, a good point to bring up. Marcus's story, I did not realise this for eight... I think I found this out, like, a month after it came out. Kara and North can talk to each other. I know, right? Sounds weird. But if Marcus dies at the protest in the the city centre, I think it's... Uh, what what mission is it? it? It's just the part where, you know, stand your ground or do you fight? If, if say, Simon isn't alive and the... I think his name's John, who you first see? And he helps you get all the blue blood and stuff. If they both aren't alive, the Marcus can die there. And then North takes over and she does a revolution. And then when Kara's like, hey, I need my passports. North is the one who talks to her about that. So that was quite interesting, honestly. I think that was quite an interesting one. But it is kind of sad that like North would never win. It was kind of like, yeah, if Marcus dies, you're not going to win. And you're like, okay. But yeah, I've, I think also at the time it was done... There wasn't a lot of media attention. I know I'm talking about, like, real-life issues, and I I would prefer to keep them off the podcast, but because this did touch a real-life issue topic, obviously it linked in with, basically, the Black Lives Matter movement, in a sense. Um, Quantic Dream did bring up quite... They, they bring up quite a lot of touchy subjects in their games anyway, but this was brought up in 2018, not 2020. I'm just saying that right now, but people ignored it. And that was quite frustrating because when I played it, I thought, oh, this is actually bringing up like a good, um, not a topic up for discussion, but just kind of just saying, you're ignoring this. Why? And it was quite a big move for a big company to say that, but then people just sort of drowned out and went, look, Connor, a police officer. And you're just like, "Eh, that's not exactly what they're asking you to do, but sure. And it did kind of annoy me where Marcus, uh, not Marcus, uh, Connor got memed to an extent that he became the main character. I'm just like, no, Marcus was. I was just like, you can't, (laughs) you can't do that. Because the story did essentially surround Marcus, not Connor. (laughs) I'm just putting that out there right now. And, oh, it was so annoying the fact that that happened I got so frustrated as well and then whenever I go oh Marcus is my favorite character they're like why I'm just like really do I have to explain that seriously but yeah I I I I, there was a thing that I would have preferred in Marcus story because when you go to Jericho there is a moment when you talk to Simon and they go, oh, Marcus like, hey, we can go to the Cyberlife and like warehouse, was it? Yeah, that. And get some blue blood. And then someone's like, yeah, sure. And everyone's like, we'll go with you, Marcus. And I'm just like, surely you would have a little bit of just, not a grudge. 
but be a bit wary of me. Just sort of go, mm, excuse me, you've only been here for like five minutes. Who? Why do you think you're the leader and you have to prove that you should be the leader for the cause? I think that should have happened, but it didn't. And the time that you can get kicked off as being the leader is way too late. You have to fail a bunch of missions in order for North to go, yeah, we don't want you, I'm going to lead now. And I think that's wrong. Honestly, I, I really do think that was wrong. But what happened happened. I don't know. It, it, I think I think about that was okay. It just that choice really didn't didn't really sit with me <laughs> that well. So just overall, um, I would say also every single decision you make within those three stories can drastically change anything. And I'm talking about your your character, like your character relationships, the outcomes of their story. Who dies? Who lives? It's insane. And also, like, the story just carries on. If, like, Cara and Alice died pretty early, they could, the story still goes on, they just don't mention it. And then... Uh, I think... The only one who really does live until pretty much, like, the mid mid to la- uh, last bit of the game is Connor. Because he's essentially, you know, cyber life investigator... You know, so he's going to stay alive. And therefore he was pretty much invincible, <laughs> I guess, if you want to put it that way. But yeah, you always felt like your every single dialogue option and every single choice you made was a massive risk. Which I liked that, because it made you keep on your toes. And I was like, ooh, okay. What's going to happen if I do this? And then I'd mess up and I'd go, okay, that's not what I actually wanted to do. And then you can replay all the chapters. You can see the big flowchart map is insane. And there was so much work, hard work and effort into this game. And I just think it doesn't get enough praise for it. And plus, it still looks stunning. I mean, it was only done two years ago, I know. But still, it just looks so beautiful. I was like, oh, it's so nice to look at. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I I think people just sort of, just sort of slated it over nothing, in my opinion. I, I know I'm a bit biased. Like, I, I, <laughs> I am a tiny bit biased because it is one of my favourite games of all time. It's in my top five, pretty much. Because I love the story so much. I love the characters and I just liked how much impact your decisions make, which not a lot of games do. Like the Walking Dead Telltale games. <laughs> like, I don't think I need to say much about that. It's like, hey, do you want to keep this person alive? And then you do. And then, yeah, they just go the next one. <laughs> but overall, I really enjoyed it. And I want to know what you guys think too, so let me know. You can chat you can catch me on at Chit Chat Gaming Pod on Instagram. I will be posting uh mostly every day on my story or just on my feed. So you can catch me there. And I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Bye!